Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lunatune Show. So today is a very special day because this is going to be the first episode of the sub-series I'm doing called Poetry Sundays. So if any of you like follow me on Instagram or Snapchat or just know me in general, you know that I love to like share quotes from like poems or movies or tv shows just any quotes that i think are like beautiful and so the reason why i'm doing this is because not only do i like to do that i also um have really i also really love poetry like poetry is i think one of the best like art forms and i wanted to use like the podcast as a way to share some poetry that i really love and, you know, and not only and recite it for you guys, but also uh, do a little bit of analyzation afterwards. Um, so, yeah, like the main purpose is really just to share poetry, I think is cool, like and really like modern poetry. But also like, you know, I'll go I'll dive into some of the classics such as, you know, Shakespeare, or other older poets. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, that's how it'll work. Every Sunday I'll pick a poem I enjoy and that I think is worth talking about. I'll recite it to all of you and then. Afterwards, we'll talk about it for a bit, going line by line, ETC. So, for this first episode, I I have a really special poem that I wanted to share with you guys. This poem is called, If I Was a Love Poet, by Rudy Francisco. And I'm picking this poem not just because I really love it and I think it's great, but also because I have a bit of a funny like story <laughs> attached with this poem. Um, but... I guess before I get there, I want to talk about how I, like, discovered this poem. Um, so I was introduced to Rudy Francisco's, like, poetry back in freshman year of high school. My English teacher, like, we were doing poetry units, so my English teacher was showing us a bunch of poems, kind of, like, as a source of inspiration, also just to show us the many different ways one can go about writing a poem. And he showed us one of the videos, and I don't know if it was this poem, I think it might have been another one. But it was also a love poem by the same guy. And I remember just thinking, like, damn, this guy's poetry is, like, really good. Like, and, like, you'll you'll see. If you've never heard his stuff, like, when I read it to you, like, y'all, y'all, y'all will see, you know? And um, so then, like, I started listening to more of his poetry. And the thing is, is, like, Rudy Francisco, he's a total romantic, you know? He has some of, like, the best, like, modern love poetries I've I've ever heard, you know? So then I discovered this poem and I was just like, damn, I want to write like that. (laughs) And so then uh, flash forward to my junior year of high school and we were doing our poetry unit and one of our assignments was to pick a poem we liked and then we were to perform it for the whole class. I think I was like one of the first people to sign up. I was like the third person to go, I think. And so I chose this poem because... You know, I'll admit at the time I was a little smitten, so I was in a very like lovey-dovey mood, which obviously contributed my to my decision to perform this specific poem. And also, I just wanted to share it with everybody. You know, like I don't know if I didn't know if anybody else had ever like heard this poem or of other of Rudy Francisco's other works. So that's that's why I wanted to uh, share that poem. So then, the day of, um, I. You know, I, I march my scrawny ass up to the front of the class and I give like the poetry performance of a lifetime. 
Like, seriously, I made every girl in that class swoon over me. And, you know, my popularity, pe popularity like, skyrocketed after that. Of course, I'm exaggerating. Granted, people really liked it, which, you know, made me happy. And I was happy that, you know, they were exposed to Rudy Francisco's poetry. And, you know, I just wanted to share that little anecdote. That's, that's like, the story I have with this poem is that I shared it <laughs> with my class and, like, everybody, like, loved it. And I guess people were kind of surprised that I was capable of, like, giving, like, a crazy-ass performance like that. Um, so the thing about this poem, I think, is that it's part of a larger piece called Love Poem Medley, which I think is um, Rudy Francisco, like, combining some of his love poems into, like, one mega <laughs> love poem. But I'm just going to be focusing on the If I Was a Love Poet portion. Um, you can find, like, the full, full version, which is, like, longer and like and because it's way longer and because like I like I didn't want to go into all of that so and I figured like this this was a good like intro to a lot of his poetry um but to go a little bit about Francisco himself he is from San Diego California so I'm reading off of Wikipedia so <laughs> this might not be like all all of this information I'm getting might not be entirely accurate but I wanted to give a little bit of time dedicated to the poet himself um, so he's a spoken word poet. He has, I think he's written, he's written four books of poetry. Um, he even made an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. He's from San Diego. Um, according to the Wikipedia page, he, he, uh, he was studying in a PhD program, but he decided to drop out and just pursue poetry, like, full time. And so that's what he's been doing, you know, like, this whole time, you know, just, he has, like, a bunch of followers, his his uh, YouTube videos like have a lot of views. He's you know his social media is like doing really strong right now. Um, I mean, and he has yeah, like I said, he has four books written, which y'all should check out. I haven't had the chance to check them out, but I definitely think I will. Um, so th yeah, that's a little bit about uh, Rudy Francisco himself. Um, so but like with all that out of the way, um, let's let's look into the poem itself. So I will be reading the poem for all of you guys. So here we go. <clears throat> if, if I Was a Love Poet by Rudy Francisco. I'm going to be honest. It's not often I find myself eager to write about love. In fact, every time I try to write about love, my hands cramp. Just to show me how painful love can be. Sometimes my pencils break. Just to show how every now and then love takes a little more work than you planned. I heard love was blind, so I write all my poems in braille, and my poems will never actually finish because true love is endless. I've always believed that real love is kind of like a supermodel before she's airbrushed. It's pure and imperfect, just the way God intended. I'm going to be honest, I'm not much of a love poet, but if I was to wake up tomorrow morning and decide that I was going to write about love, my first poem, it would be about you about how I love you the way I learned to ride a bike. Scared, but reckless, with no training wheels or elbow pads so the scraps on my hands could tell the story of how I fell for you. I'm going to be honest, I'm not much of a love poet. But if I was, I'd write about how I see you in every cloudy reflection, every window. You see, I've written a million poems hoping that somehow, maybe some way, you'll jump out of the pages and be closer to me. See, I'm not much of a love poet. But if I was, I'd write about how you have the audacity to be beautiful, even on days when everything around you is ugly. 
I'd write about how your eyelashes and how they're like violin strings that play symphonies every time you blink. If I was a love poet, I'd write about how I melt in front of you like an eye sculpture every time I hear the vibration in your voice. Whenever I see you walking my way, how my heart plays hopsc hopscotch inside of my chest. It climbs onto my ribs like monkey bars and I feel like a child all over again. I know it's going to sound weird, but sometimes I pray that God would somehow turn you back into one of my ribs, just so I would never have to spend an entire day without you. I swear, I'm not a love poet, but if I was to wake up tomorrow morning and decide that I was going to write about love, my first poem, it would be about you. Okay, so, like, that, like, isn't that just one of the most beautiful things you've ever heard, <laughs> right? Like, ah, like, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. But I think the important thing to begin with is looking at, like, the title itself. So it's called If I Was a Love Poet, right? Meaning that the speaker thinks that he isn't, right? Yet they're, sp they're spitting out all of this, like, genius. <laughs> um, but I guess we can infer, or, like, it's safe to, like, infer that there may be a bit of in insecurity in the speaker because he clearly has a lot to say about the their lover but perhaps they don't feel confident in saying it or they don't really like trust that what they're writing will be good enough and i think that's a super relatable thing because i mean especially for um guys like there's often a hesitancy to express how we feel especially in regards to love which you know i think is pretty dumb because i mean i think people should like always be allowed to say how they feel because Keeping emotions bottled up can be, you know, quite nerve-wracking. And I feel like those these first few lines, like, really capture that insecurity that the speaker is feeling. You know, because he, he makes that reference to his hands cramping as he's trying to write, uh, his pencil's breaking, you know, it just shows how, how hard it is to put what you feel into, like, a cohesive set of words. Then there's, uh, like, this reference to blindness, which he says in, like, the following lines, which kind of reminds me of this Shakespeare quote from... A Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, the quote goes, uh, love looks not with the eyes, but with the mind, and therefore is willing to keep it painted blind. And so that quote, like, that, that line basically means, like, oh, like, um, you should love a person not for how they look, but for, like, their personality and their character. And I think that's kind of what the speaker is getting at here. Um, you know, because he, he, he makes a reference to writing in Braille. And that kind of, for me, sounds like he's writing like a secret message because you know typically only blind people or people who like know other blind people or like you know can can read and understand braille but for the poet to write in braille or like to make that like metaphor it kind of creates a nice intimacy and like privacy with their lover but i guess the important thing is that the speaker i guess sees their lover for who they are rather than what they look like which is kind of supported in the following lo uh, the following line about like lo real love being impure and imperfect and not, you know, some idealized thing like a supermodel. And then like at this point, the speaker doesn't feel like confident enough to write a poem worthy of encapsulating or like capturing this person's love. And then there's the line, I love you, I learned how to ride a bike. And he elaborates in the further lines, but again, this supports this imperfection that the speaker is trying to show. Because, like, often in mainstream media, we, we are taught that love is something you, like, find instantaneously. <laughs> like, as, it's, as if it just falls out of the sky. 
you know, concepts like soulmates or love at first sight or like when you meet someone and then people say like, oh, yeah, I knew like right away that they were the one for me, you know. And but here, though, there's kind of a different take because learning how to ride a bike, remember, you often start with training wheels and then you like work your way up to being able to ride it without the training wheels. But even then, like you still have to be patient because, uh, you know, you'll you'll maybe you'll have an accident and you'll fall, you know, you'll you'll scar yourself or whatever, <laughs> you know, meaning how like uh, real love, you have to like invest the actual time to perfecting that relationship. And that reference to like learning how to ride a bike, like you learn and like you could really make that metaphor with a lot of things like learning how to do anything. But again, like the point is you have to you have to like spend the time like investing in that relationship. And even if there are like scars and all that along the way, it shouldn't discourage you from continuing to pursue it. And the following few stanzas, the speaker, like, he's just gushing about how much, how about how beautiful this prison is. You know, he makes the eyelashes comment and the melting like an ice sculpture, feeling like a child all over again, which I think that line is really interesting because children often have like a really nice sense of wonder and, you know, innocence. You know, they focus solely on whatever activity is around them instead of, like, thinking about, you know, some, some, like, like, like the particulars of modern Marxism or, like, some, like, real world, real world, like, stuff. They, they don't think about, like, the real world stuff or, or like, they don't really stress about the day-to-day. They just kind of, kids just kind of, like, play and, like, have fun in that moment. So for the speaker to feel that way for, um, from this person, like, it kind of makes, like, their whole world vanish, which, again, I just think is, like, another really beautiful point to make. And here in this, the, these final few lines, he makes, like, a really, like, and even he even says it's weird. He, he makes this weird comment about his lover being turned back into one of his ribs. So I'm pretty sure that this is a biblical reference because, um, in, if you're unaware, like, according to, like, scripture, like, God made Eve out of one of Adam's ribs. So now that plays into this idea of like feeling whole, feeling like like this person completes something in you, like a missing piece of a puzzle. And once that like piece is reunited with you, then you can be like the best version of yourself. And then, you know, the speaker, he finishes the poem saying once again that they are not a love poet. Again, playing into that, this insecurity that perhaps they don't think any pairing of words will be enough to capture this person's beauty. But if he were a love poet, it would be about you. And, you know, we, we, we all experience, like, love differently. And it doesn't even have to be, like, romantic love. It could be, like, the love you get from, like, your friends or your family or, like, your pet or, you know, something along those lines. But I guess the important thing is to cherish that love and give yourself the chance to tell people how you feel. Because there's nothing really wrong with sharing how you feel. You know, and it doesn't even have to be, like, you don't even have to, like, say any of, like, the super flowery language that, uh, you know, the speaker says in this poem. It can be simple. And simple is better than nothing, right? So that's that's that. You know, like, that is, um, if I was a love poet by Rudy Francisco, I, I highly encourage y'all to, like, check out some of his other poems. They are beautiful. You know, like, I, I wish I could write like that. <laughs> you know, I wish I was a love poet. I mean, I kind of am, but not as good as this guy, <laughs> definitely. Um, 
so yeah that that basically wraps up this this first episode of poetry sundays um you know i'll be back next week to talk about another poem i swear i promise that they all won't be about love <laughs> you know i mean a lot of the ones i like are about love um but you know I'll, I'll try and space it out so that you're not bombarded with like a love poem every single week um i'll be back to talk about a different poem the one i'm planning for next week isn't really about love it's more so about kind of like life in general but um yeah you know that wraps up this first episode if you listen to this whole thing thanks and again i'm not gonna try to have the poetry sundays be super super long like some other episodes so yeah um you know thanks for tuning in i'm your host with the most alex (laughs) take care and uh stay bliss